This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Dips inside and hits. Oh, what a, what a goal! Right, that is from Ross Wallace. Chris Waddle, is he going to have a crack? Oh, he does, he scores! Anything Paul Gascoigne can do, Chris Waddle can do. One by Stephen Fletcher back towards Adam Rich! listening to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Hello and welcome to the debate show. This is the weekly show devoted to Sheffield Wednesday where we give you the chance to have your say and for us to listen to your opinion on your club. If you're listening to the recording of this in the podcast form and you're wondering how you can get involved, just follow us on Twitter. It's at WTIDpod and you'll see when we go live. If you want to have your say, then just press the microphone icon on the bottom left and request a talk. Uh, it really is that simple. Uh, as always, I'm joined by Liam Russell. Liam, mate, how are you? All right? Yes, I'm, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Uh, as always, uh, Giles is fashionably late, so I'm sure he'll uh, jump on at uh, at some point. Um, yeah, lots to uh, lots to talk about this evening. Obviously, I want to hear your thoughts on the 2-1 win at the weekend against AFC Wimbledon. Uh, we also want to know how many points you think we're going to get uh, from now until the end of the season, obviously six games remaining, and also how many points you think we'll need um, with, with those six games of the season left. Uh, we also want to know if you if it's we're right to start believing, or do we need to stay firmly grounded? Obviously that that in reference to uh, getting in the playoffs, and you know a lot of talk about you know people saying who who would who would you want to get and who would you want to avoid, etc. You know we're not even there yet, but you know are we right to start believing now? Um, we also want to know whether you think Mendes Lang is a striker or not. I know you know those that listen to the podcast on Monday will know what my thoughts on that are. But is Darren Moore right to have stuck by him in the uh, in the last two games, partnering Lee Gregory? Um, 
yeah, lots, uh, lots, and lots to talk about. But before we start, um, Liam, what did you think to uh, to that blackout kit design that I uh, that I shared on the on the Twitter the other day or yesterday I, afternoon? I'm, I'm a big fan, mate. I like them. To be fair, I like the uh, I like the blackout kits. Someone pointed out that last season's a, a blackout one, but that was like the camouflage kit, weren't it? So I'm not I'm not really having that one. I don't I don't think that was not pure. What, the green one. Was it last season or the season before the camouflage, the black camo kit? Was that last? Was that last season? Wow, mine's gone blank. But you know what? Mine's gone blank. Just, just like it went blank when we couldn't remember uh, Josh Windass's last minute goal against, <laughs> know, against yeah. MK Dons. <laughs> yeah, as soon as someone said, "Oh yeah," <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's, that's what happens to you, not here. Uh, Giles has joined us. Giles, mate, you're all right. Hello. Oh, are you, are, you watching, are you watching? Are you watching football, here, Giles? I just, I was just turning the football on. No, I'm just muted it now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, get, well, get... Have you got, if you got Chelsea on, I was just watching Burnley Everton quickly, and it's one all, isn't it? And now I've just got Chelsea on. Yeah. Oh, Mate, right. you know what? I can't, well, not off topic, but on topic for this. What did Chelsea do to strikers, by the way? What do they Werner, do? Werner and Lukaku on the bench. <laughs> Absolutely no, outrageous. No. Something that Darren Moore yeah, would do, though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're just talking about kits giles did giles did you take any notice of the kit that you're wearing like did it did it mean anything to you kind of thing surely you wanted it to be wearing an ice kit surely what when when you were playing um yeah we all as players we always look at the kit don't we and see if it's nice or not some are obviously horrendous some are okay some some are you know sometimes you say oh we're really having this this is nice uh, yeah, players always look at the kits, definitely. Well, judging by your face on that kit launch picture that I think someone <laughs> tweeted uh, when you were sat next to Lewis yeah. Buxton, you, you weren't that impressed, mate. <laughs> God, that was funny. That, that was a young Giles Coke, that one, weren't it? It, it was, wasn't it? Very, Very babe, young. baby face there. Yeah, I still look the same, don't worry. Well, yeah, well, we'll, we'll be the judge of that, Giles. <laughs> now, um, before we get things underway, uh, we're going to ask, well, we asked the question on Twitter, where's the strangest place you've seen a Wednesday player? So come and uh, let us know, or you can send us a tweet. Like I said, I put uh, I put one out. Uh, Liam, what, what about you? Where's the strangest player you place you've seen a Wednesday player? To be fair, I thought of one today. It's oh, yeah. not very strange. Though. Like I said to you, because I used to work in hospitality and whatever else, I mainly bumped into football players, either serving them over the bar or while I'm out having a drink. But I did bump into... Uh, Akpo Soji and uh, oh, yeah. I, can't, I can't really remember who else it was because at the time I was a big Akpo Soji fan at the darts Premier League darts at the arena oh yeah uh, big John Parkin was there as well I don't know if did you ever have you ever been to the darts child I've never yeah. that's one place that I really want to go yeah, oh yeah no, I, can't, I couldn't something. remember who else was there but yeah bumped into them there and then my other one obviously it wasn't Wednesday but I did once bump, quite physically bump into Neil Warner. You didn't knock him in, over, uh, did you? Well, <laughs> in, in John Lewis, it was years ago. I, I, I was with my mum. I'm sure it was Christmas Eve. So it was, it, I'm sure it was Palace manager. And they were playing either us or them what? Palace were. Oh, on, yeah. Uh, Boxing Day. And I literally, <laughs> I like turned around and bumped into someone. Didn't know. I was like, oh, sorry, mate. And then he turned around and I went, oh, I says, I want to apologise if I didn't realise it were you. And he just went, ow, then. <laughs> <laughs> Quality. For, for, I, mean, right, I, I, can't, I can't remember like that many other than, like you said, like when I were at work, you know, 
both I think Hooper, Claude Dielna, Hutch, uh, Jeremy Alan all brought the cars into the garage where I was working at the time. But apart from that, I can't really remember any any other any other ones. What about you, Jazz? When you were playing at Wednesday, did you ever get stopped when you were out and about, you know, Meadowall or wherever you were? Yeah, yeah, I used to, yeah. For autographs and what have you. I mean, um, back then... Maybe was... some pictures, maybe not autographs. Did you have camera phones back then, Giles? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did... no, definitely Meadowall was one. Because they had Nokia um, 3310s back then, weren't it? They didn't have camera phones. <laughs> Are we the same age, me and you? You're a little bit older, Giles. So I'm not having, not having that. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to read out some of the uh, some of the replies that we got on the um, on that tweet. I mean, just to caveat this, I don't know how many are true or how many are wind ups, but I'm just going to read them out anyway because, well, why not? Uh, Lee Knowles has put he saw Westwood at Blackpool Pleasure Beach. Uh, he was supposed to be injured with a bad back, apparently. Um, We've got one here under the name of No Gimmicks. Uh, he randomly went on a night out in Sheffield with Franny Jeffers and his mate years ago. Uh, bloke was pissed as a fart at 10 o'clock. <laughs> um, this is a good one. Two Nowls. He met Tricky, Tre- Tricky Trevor Francis at petrol station when he was about nine. Uh, waved and he called me over to give me a signed picture of himself. He said he would have had, would have still had it now, but his mate, David Bluff, drew a cock on his head. <laughs> so... <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Brian Betts Hurst, he nearly broke my nose opening the door at the driving range. He apologised, but I was happy to let him do it again and again. Um, the beehive at Wise before it became Tesco. This is Michael Wright. Owen Morrison and Alan Quinn were in there one weekday afternoon playing pool for 50 quid a game. Nobody else in. Yeah, the, the, I mean, I'll, uh, if you go on, on the on the Twitter, it's at WTID pod, of course. And uh, just, I think I tweeted it. Uh, yesterday, that have been Tuesday afternoon. Go and have a look. There's about 150 replies of various different stories that people have got. So uh, go and have a uh, go and have a read of them. Um, let's talk about um, let's talk about the game at the weekend. I know we spoke about at length. I'm just bring. Um, Let's bring Ted on. Ted's requested to speak. If you do want to have a chat, then uh, press request to talk on the bottom left and uh, and come up and, and have your say. Ted, how are you, mate? You're all right. Might want to unmute yourself, Ted. While Ted's doing that, I'll bring Liam on. Liam, how are you, mate? You all right? Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you, Ted. I can hear you, Ted. Uh, right. Well, uh, right, so I uh, saw Kyle shut uh, over at Skagness for a week. Well, Chapel St. Leonard's here, next year, was Kyle shut. Kyle shut? That's not a name I Is that going back some years, that? Yeah, probably... Mel Sterling is here. Ah, oh, right. Okay, I'm not as old as Giles, you see, so I'm, I, I won't. I won't uh, remember him. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's stop that now. <laughs> I can give you one. I can give you one. Not related. Like this was a funny one. This one. Go on then. Uh, well before your time, obviously. You, you remember? You know that White Horse Pub up Bosley Ridge. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah. Now, well, that, that's that. What I local. Like. We used to go have these Spain trips, like uh, long weekend trips, Wednesdays, uh, Friday to Monday. Sorry, and. Uh, there was an old Man City manager called uh, Joe Mercer. He'd just been managing England on a temporary thing, like. And uh, he'd finished his uh, stint, like. And we're in Parma Nova. And always in the same hotel as us, but uh, Joe Mercer. And he's a big, massive fella, him, about six foot three and massive low. Well, there used to be a jockey at the same name called Joe Mercer, a Yorkshire fella, about four foot six. About <laughs> <laughs> here, look, Joe Mercer. So one of our lads went, oh, that jockey. I said, does he look like a fucking jockey? 
Is Six. it about 24 stone? <laughs> Christ, yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, T- Ted, let's let's talk about the game at the weekend. Uh, did you go to the game against Wimbledon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I mean, 2-1 win, obviously last-minute goal. There's nothing better than a, than a last-minute winner, is there, Ted? Hey, I, I normally miss that, but I hope to park in that... Um... The, what they call it, Springs Park car park, but we got shut down. So apart from that, it, uh, we, we went to shoppies. Oh you yeah, walk like that. So the ground's empty. So otherwise, Te- Te- I'd have missed it. We, we can't we can't <laughs> talk about leaving leaving ground early. If you if you've listened to the podcast on uh, a few more occasions and what have you, you, you'll know that that's a bit of a taboo subject talking about that. So uh, <laughs> well, so, it's, yeah. it's, it it's like yeah. <laughs> but where our part of that that uh, part was Springs. Uh, well, that Springs car park, it used to take, if I come out end of the game, it used to put an hour on my journey to get home. I'm not kidding. Just to get out on Jerry's Road to get up the road on my home like that. But now I can't get out. It must be to do with that uh, police thing. They won't let you go around the car park now so all the ground's empty. Well, it's good because so, you, didn't, you didn't miss the goal then, but, you know. No, uh, no, no. Did, obviously, did, was there any point where you thought, you know, we're not going to do it because I mean I know I were talking at the weekend saying that uh, I just had a, I had a funny feeling that we were going to get a last minute winner. I said it, you know, I even called it saying that that Gregory were going to get it. But you know, was there any point where you thought this is not our day? Yeah. Oh, twenty minutes to go. I didn't think we were going to score. Now because it was pretty much I expected. I've I've seen Wednesday against Wimbledon. I don't know how many times. Must be fifty times, and every game has been like that. So we're not. No, I wasn't like shocked how we were playing like against him. But... Yeah, I mean, obviously, we, we we kept the pretty much the same team as last time. Obviously, one force change with Io for coming in for Jordan Story. What did you? Yes. Um, what did you? I don't. I don't think Io is ready myself. You know. So, do, know did you not? It, did you not it, think his performance was any good? No, he's. he's I don't know. He's, he, he's had a long layoff, and he's just not the same player as yet. Yeah, I mean, I must admit, you know, we we were saying at the weekend, I thought he he didn't look confident for me in terms of you know his his control on the ball, etc. I thought it was probably the right decision to uh, to bring him off when he did. Um, Ted, just he's not, he's not a player to to come out defensive ball, is he? He's not that type of player. He's a he's a tackler, and like he can make mistakes. He's that quick. He's back on him before he's doing any, any damage, isn't he? Yeah, well, did, I, I love the kids to it's like, but he's he's not a footballer to me. Not yet. He's a work in progress for me. Yeah. Should we swap him? For, should we swap him for Reader Johnson? Yeah, Reader, Reader's in. I'm trying to get him on. Reader, trying to get him on. That's why I said. Yeah. Reader, come on, come on, come and have a uh, have a chat with us. Come and uh, have a chat, Reader. I can see you. I can see you there. Come, come and come and say hello, etc. Uh, I know you were joining in with some of the some of the fans earlier on on uh, on Twitter. Um, Ted, thank you very much for that. I'm just going to come to uh, come to Liam. Uh, Liam, mate, how are you? All right. Yeah, good. Thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you, Liam. Sorry to cut you off, but we've got we've got Reader up, so uh, I'll uh, I'll come to you in a, in a second. Uh, Reader, how are you, mate? You all right? Just might want to unmute yourself, Reader. There we go. Hey, boys. You all right? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Read out what you mean. Oh, you're right. right. <laughs> Jace, don't start with me, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just say hello. Sorry, sorry. I, I'm, I'm just having food. So I'm just saying hello. And I was listening to your, pod, uh, your podcast when I was having food. That's it. 
Uh, no problem. Uh, good, good to have you on, man. No, well, yes, yes, yes. Uh, great debat. Just keep doing what you're doing. I'm just, I'm just listening at the minute. So let me enjoy my chicken. You're always <laughs> eating chicken. Always eating something, reader. Just, just keep doing it. I'm just listening. No problem. We'll, we'll be on here for about an hour or so. So uh, eat up quick, and you can, uh, you can join us a little bit later <laughs> okay. on. All right. That's cool. That's cool. Cheers. Speak later. Speak later, boys. Cheers, See you later. Yeah, got, Liam, sorry about that. Sorry to cut you off there. Um, oh, oh, don't worry about it. It's rude. I'll let you off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, the the, the game against uh, Wimbledon, how did it go from your perspective? Well, it wasn't a great performance. Uh, we were far from our best. But at this stage of the season, the result matters more than how we play. It's all about getting the three points. Do you, do you, do you think it was how we played or do you think... Wimbledon came to stop us from playing because there were a lot of, you know, un, well, I don't want to say underhand tactics, but, you know, a lot of time wasting, a lot of, I mean, they hardly had any possession whatsoever when you look at the, the stats. Do you think it was just a case of them coming to stop us from playing? Because it was never going to be a, you know, a, a free-flowing game, was it? No, definitely not. That's to be expected when uh, they're fighting to stay up in the division. When we got when we went in front, Jack on now a goal-scoring machine, two goals <laughs> yes. out too. Uh, you thought that would have settled us down a little bit, but uh, we switched off for the equaliser and then we just didn't get any more intensity. Second half, we were more attacking, lacked that cutting edge going forward. But at the death, we found a way and we've not done that enough this season. Yeah, it's not been the other way around, has it? It's not when you look at the, the, um, how many goals we've conceded in the in the last 10 minutes or so. I don't know for certain, but it certainly feels like we've conceded more than we've scored. But, you know, to get a winner like that, I mean, like I said to Ted earlier, there's no better feeling, is there really, in football to get a last-minute winner, especially in the circumstances, not only how much it means in, in, our, in our promotion push, but also when they're, you know, doing everything in the in the book to try and try and waste time. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you can never be an injury time winner. It doesn't matter how it comes. And, we could have easily lost it as well, uh, had it not been for Bailey Peacock for pulling off that save. It's the last two games now that he has stood up at crucial moments, and I think we've gained an extra four points because of it. Yeah, I, mean, I think I said this at the weekend. I mean, I wonder how many points he's probably gained as as opposed to because you know there's no denying that he has thrown some points away and he has made some absolute clangers. But when you look at the penalty save, I mean the, the penalty save against Rotherham is one that stands out to me um, first and foremost. I know obviously the uh, infamous he's behind you at, against Ipswich, which you could say that's cost us two points. But uh, but yeah, well, I think when you look over the course of the season, some of the saves that he has made have been important ones, haven't they? But I mean, w- what's your take on Bailey Peacock, Frau? Because some people. Giles um, isn't really a, a big fan. Um, but what's your take on him? What, how would you describe like? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's just clarify this. I'm not saying he's a bad keeper. He's not a bad. Keeper well, you're not a fan, though, are you? You're not a fan. No, I just, I, I don't know. It's just something about him. Listen, he made some crucial saves recently. He has done really well, but there's just something about him. I don't know what it is that I just, I just don't feel a hundred percent confident with him in goal. I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's me. I just, I don't know. There's just something that's that's playing on my mind a little bit with him. But yeah. Sorry, Liam. <laughs> Go on, then, Liam. Far away. <laughs> don't worry, Giles. Yeah, um, I th- he, he's, he's a top keeper. Um, yes, he, he he does make mistakes. All keepers do. But I think definitely he has definitely gained us more points than lost, 100%. Yeah, I think if you look at it, if, if he wasn't making any mistakes, 
he'd be Burnley's number one keeper, wouldn't he? Do you know what I mean? Like, or England's number one. So there is that that element there that you know, you're always gonna gonna have that. Uh, is, Did is, you say England's number is one? Northern Ireland, not England. I meant that's that's what I meant. Northern Ireland. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Edit that bit out, please. Edit. <laughs> and this, he's meant to be the step man. Oh, no. I meant, you let yourself down there. Uh, yeah, I've had a clanger there, Anna, but, uh, you know. That... Anyway, carry <laughs> these, on. These things happen. Carry on. Yeah, but yeah, the, the way I see it, we're, we're in a better position now than when we were when we started the game. We've gained ground on Oxford. They lost again last night. Teams around us will be dropping points, and we've got to capitalise on it. Yeah, I mean... Um... Just whilst, whilst we've got you then, we're going to talk about it in, in a bit, but there's, what, six games left, 18 points to play for. How many points do you think we we need from those 18 to kind of secure the playoffs? I know that's like, you know, get your, get your crystal ball out, but, but how many points do you think we'll need? Uh, I think uh, tweet. I think uh, you said before the Wimbledon game, how many points do you think we could we need to get? And I said 12. And we've got three of, that, three of those already. I think given the way everyone has to play each other at some point, possibly nine or ten more points, I think we'll do it. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of teams playing each other, isn't there? I mean, I think Oxford have got Sunderland coming up this, this weekend, um, which is obviously a big game. Uh, Oxford lost out to Plymouth, didn't they, last, last week? Plymouth, I think, play every single... I think Plymouth have got a fairly easy game this weekend. I think it's Crew, I think, and then but after Burton. that... Is it Burton? Sorry, yeah. And then after that, they play every team in the top top eight, I think, uh, apart from us in in those last few games. So, yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. Anyway, are, are you one to look at the other results when you're uh, at the match and what have you, or are you one of them ones that like just focus on what we're doing? Uh, you, you can't help but not check on other teams and and see how they're getting on. But it's in our hands, and if we if we do the job at hand. We're there, aren't we? Yeah, definitely. Liam, thank you very much uh, for your input. Please do stick around. Um, Callum, uh, you were next up, mate. I just want to come to you. Um, how are you? You all right? Yeah, not so bad. How about you? Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you very much. Apart from dropping a clanger saying that Bailey Peacock Fowl's English. But anyway, we'll uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll, gloss, we'll gloss over that one quite quickly, shall we? Uh, yeah, were you there at the weekend, uh, Callum? Uh, unfortunately, no. Um, I I work most weekends, so I don't. I rarely attend a weekend fixture. But from what I read from the uh, from social media, um, yeah, it was a very one of those. I, I mean, going into it, I I thought we were honestly going to lose that or draw it because keeping in mind, Will, Wimbledon haven't won a game in like what is it, twenty four games now. It's been like losses, draws, losses, draws. You know, they were going to defend to the death. I just knew it was going to be one of those games where they were just going to waste time, all that. But yeah, I thought we didn't, we, although we didn't perform that well, I think we did deserve uh, that, you know, goal in stoppage time. And yeah, it just shows that, you know, if we do put the work effort in, we can win, you know, if we do try harder, which is something that we rarely do. Yeah. In, in like kind of weeks gone by and like earlier on in the season, I think everyone would would agree that we'd have perhaps lost that game do you think mm. um we've changed as a as a team in ter- in terms of like the mentality which means we can now start to break those teams i know it took a last minute winner but you know the it's a 2-1 win whichever way you look at it so do do you think that's you know a credit to Darren Moore or do you think it's just how how it how it is kind of thing um i think it's it is definitely a credit to Darren Moore um i mean i feel like we do s- 
tend to struggle against teams that are bottom bottom from us. And a lot of those teams, especially Wimbledon, who are in a relegation battle, they are going to play like that. And yeah, I mean, it, it just requires a lot of patience. And I know uh, Gillingham was an example where, you know, we did not score. We had most of the possession, but we couldn't score a single goal because we just couldn't break them down. It requires patience. It requires you know, just being able to break them down. And I think it is fair to say that we are getting used to playing against teams like that who will just, you know, park nine men at their near their goalpost and stop trying to nullify our attack. But, you know, there is a way to, um, you know, break them down. And I think we are getting used to that. Yeah. Um, just one thing as well. No, the, the team stayed largely the same. Obviously, a fourth change to bring Iofa in. What do you, I know you said he wasn't there, but, you know, quite a few people have, have said that Iofa's performance wasn't fantastic um i mean what, what was your what was your take on it all from what you've seen uh yeah um well my brother went to it and uh yeah uh, it's fair to say that i offer is not the same player since he's come back from injury and i don't know what that is maybe it's just he's not fully up to scratch but then again you can look at someone like harley dean who's barely played football this season he got injured uh after his second appearance and he's come back and he feels like he's been playing like all season long with no injury so there is definitely something up with I offer I don't know what it is but yeah it's fair to say that he did play pretty bad um but yeah and it looks like that story's back in training so I don't see I offer starting uh if story is up to scratch and you know whatever his issues if if, if that's resolved then yeah I honestly see story getting back into the team and I offer potentially being benched Cheers for that, Callum. Uh, Ian, I will come to you in a second. Giles, when when players have injuries, you know, like that, I'm guessing that that can happen, can't it? You come back and you're just not quite the same player that you were before. No, yeah, yeah, definitely. But I was just going to say, um, Iorfa's been injured for a long time, right? How long has he been out for? Well, collectively, mo- it seems like most of this season. I know he was out for a long period uh, at the back end of last season as well. Um, yeah, he, played, so he, so played, bit... he played about 10, 12 games um, at the start of the season, and then he's then he's been kind of injured ever since until you know until a couple of weeks ago. So yeah, he's missed he's missed a, a big big chunk. Yeah, exactly. Like I just think some players need a bit more time, you know, after an injury. Um, I know he's is, was it Callum? Sorry, I know he's used um, Harley Dean as an example, but he wasn't really out for that long, and he and he's still been training. Harley, uh, Harley Dean, hasn't he? So I don't think we can really compare the two, to be honest with you. Iorfa's had, you know, quite a quite a bad injury, uh, and I think he just needs a bit of time. He, 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 it looks like he's not up to up to speed at the moment. Uh, obviously, Moore likes him. Moore's tried to 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 bring him back uh, and put him in the team, but for me, it might be maybe just a bit too early. Might need a bit more time, a bit more training, uh, probably to get his confidence up. Again, when you have an injury, you you need to build the confidence up within yourself, right? Going into tackles and maybe sprinting, depending on the injury. So you know, may, maybe he still is suffering, you know, slightly. We don't know, uh, but yeah, definitely he didn't play well. What I've heard of, I didn't watch the whole game, but what I've heard from a, a lot of the fans is he he didn't play very well. But listen, we're still behind him. We still want him to get back. We know what a player he can be. So let's hope you know with more training. Um, and a bit more confidence, maybe he he can come back to to the player he was before. Yeah, definitely. Have you heard that before, Giles? When you when you've come back from injury, like kind of like you said there, like yeah, not, not yeah, quite yeah. going into tackles hundred percent and things like that. I've, I've, bit... I've kind of all my injuries have been not niggles, right? So I've I've had like ten ops on my knees, so it's always been 
been operations. Uh, so I've had a bit of both. When I first did my knee, it was it took me a bit of time. It took me a good three months, I'll be honest with you, to I was out for a year and it took me three months to actually get back to a level where I was. Um, but then I've had other ones later on where I've been out for maybe six months, seven months, and I've literally come back as good. It's just happened. Do you know what I mean? What's it like then? You know, when you when you come back from injury, is it you that's telling you know the physio and what have you that you're ready, or or how do you, how do you know when you when you're ready? Kind of thing. Is it, is it just simply you how you feel? Are you talking about when you're fit? Yeah, like or, you know. When... Well, well, when you're fit, you basically you go through stages, right? You you're doing your your strength work, then you go on the pitch. You're doing your running. So you know when you're available when you're available to to train because you've obviously ticked all the boxes. But even though you're available to train, it's completely different, isn't it? When you're, you know, the intensity when you've been out uh, to come back into the intensity, uh, it can be it can be hard. And some players need need longer than others. Uh, and it seems like I offer might might need a bit a bit longer. Yeah, definitely. Cheers for that, Giles. Uh, Ian, you've been waiting patiently. I'll uh, I'll come to you, mate. Oh hi James. Uh, do I? I think I owe you a tenner, don't I? Because last time I was on, I'm actually at work again. I'm in Arizona. It's, it's El Scorchio today, but it's it's only what 27 minutes past 12. So I'm actually at work. So I've got to kind of whisper. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I had a bet with you. To, well, I told you to put a tenner on Jack Hunt scoring, but I were a couple of games off. But he's been <laughs> he's been brilliant from that. But if I owe you a tenner, I think you owe me a house because, and I know you. Met, I come into this podcast late as well, so I know you've been discussing Bailey Peacock Farrell, but you seem to think that he's he's saved us more points than his cost us. I mean, other than the blunder, well, there's been a couple of blunders, but other than the blunder at uh, uh, Ipswich, I think he's cost us a heck of a, lot, of a lot more points because he's just so dodgy on crosses. I mean, how many? Do you know how many goals we've conceded from corners? Is it 15, 16, something like that? It's well, well, no, mean, that, that's from set pieces, so that that does include you know free kicks and uh, and throw-ins as well. If you want to, if you want to be pedantic, but yeah, it's 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 a lot. And he doesn't catch many, does he? I mean, he he likes to punch out if he can, and he get he gets bullied in, in around that that six-yard box. And I think he's at fault for that first goal. Yeah, I know it's Hutchinson that, that that's going to take the blame for it because he stuck his arm up and stopped and I get that and you play to the whistle as Giles has, has said on many occasions and I, I understand all of that but he he drops to his knees after that goal goes in, he drops to his knees. Why aren't he rushing out and putting, putting the... Uh, uh, the striker off. The worst thing that could happen is even if he brings him down, he's going to get a penalty. But he's better at stopping penalties than he is them. So I, I think I think I think that he has to take bear some responsibility for that. For me, I want to give a massive shout out for Patrick. I know you mentioned this on the the Monday. Well, it's Monday morning for me podcast yeah. about Patterson and that header in the ninety second minute or whatever. Yeah, because I'm screaming at the TV. Uh, 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 edit, edit, because obviously I want Pato to go for goal. I mean, he's kind of he was on form striker and all that, and he could see that um, that uh, what's his bloody name, Gregory. Uh, Gregory was in a better position, headed it across the box for because he could he, he could see that that Gregory could get a better purchase on the ball because he was coming in on it uh, and scored that goal. Now, if 
he'd have headed that ball and it, it went over the bar and missed or whatever. We'd all been slagging Pato off. But everybody was shouting for, I'm sure everybody was shouting for him to have a go and he didn't. He saw a better option and that was the right option and he scored. And I don't think he gets the credit, Pato, I don't think he gets the credit that he sometimes deserves because that, under under that kind of pressure at that stage in the game, that's fantastic. Yet the cross from crossover from Bannon was perfect, but that header for me to set up um, Jesus Christ, I'm, t- I'm getting seen now. Lee Gregory, uh, <laughs> Lee Gregory, to uh, to bury that, and it what a fantastic goal. And the yeah, do- it, w- it would have been very easy, like we said, like at the time of the game and the pressure and the, and the crowd and everything like that for when the ball comes in to, to have a go go at goal, but for him to have the composure and everything to, you know, put the ball. I mean, I don't know whether he's seen uh, Lee Gregory in an area or whether he's just put it in an area, you know, because obviously f- football's all about like putting balls in areas, in it? And, and then it's up to the rest of the team to get in that area to put the ball in the back of the net. So, you know, for him to for him to do that, I think you're right in what you said, you know, that perhaps didn't get enough, um, enough credit because it were a fantastic assist. And like I said, you know, last minute winner. Obviously, you're watching it all over in the states. What what time were the what time's the game over there then? If it's well, be, early in the morning, you, isn't it? Yeah, you've changed the clock, so I now I have to get up even earlier. So the game start the the kickoffs at seven. It was at eight like last week. So yeah, I'm sat there in my chonies with the dog <laughs> and, and my son, and uh, waking going all out. The, waking all the family up there. Eh? Yeah, going absolutely mental, and the dog ran away because she was scared to death. Uh, <laughs> But that, I mean, last-minute goals get you that way because, I mean, the three... And I'd already resigned myself to the fact that it was going to be a draw. I'll be honest with you. I'm like, yeah, this is not going to happen today. And then when that cross comes over... and If you look... if you Watch it again because you can see that Patterson is looking, looking directly across and he can see where... Lee Gregory. Gregory. <laughs> Oh, I'm so happy, and I'm so happy you're you're, you're similar to me because I am useless with names. <laughs> I've no, I've noticed that, Jack. You are. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, but Gregory's a lot easier name than the one that you got, or the, the Abajabo or whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've got a better excuse than I have, fella. Um, so yeah, Gregory. I, it, it was just amazing to me, and it, it, it was, it's fantastic. And you know, things are going great for us. If I could just mention real quick, the deserve. Uh, I know that Owls America did their did their thing in New York. I couldn't make it to New York, uh, but, yeah, but we can't there's... we can't talk about them because they've, they've obviously blocked us. But anyway, I don't, know, I, don't understand. I don't get that at all. <laughs> that, that's like because I know you've spoken to them at some point, but yeah, I don't understand. And we must have done something but, to upset them, but anyway, you know, yeah. Well, I don't listen to their. Have you listened to their podcast? It's boring. They talk about beer for first for first ten fifteen minutes, and it's like, what are you? What are you, just talk about the football? It's not nowhere near as good as yours. Oh, I'm a, I'm, I'm a paid-up patron member as well. So I, I signed up for that last week. I know you keep mentioning it, but I, there was an actual link and I followed the link. I know you mentioned it before. But, Cheers, you know, Ian. T- we, do, we, do really, we do really appreciate it, mate. Thanks for that, pal. Well, I, now I can listen, you know, during the off-season because we've only got six games left and I know that it helps me get to work in the morning listening listening to you guys. So I really appreciate it. And and the, the input that, that Giles Coke's got as well. He's from a, from a current footballer. is fantastic. Um, yeah, I, say, I don't know if you know of anybody else in Arizona that's, an, that's a Wednesday fan, but they're trying to get meetups going for the MK Doms. But I mean, if there is anybody in Arizona that's a Wednesday fan, they can uh, use the link from Wednesday Till I Die podcast and hit me up, and we'll see if we can get together. But like I say, I think it's I think there's only me, Laura Costa, and my my son 
uh, and and the dog. And that's it. <laughs> Great stuff, Ian. Thank you very much, mate. Do uh, do stick around uh, if you. We've got a lot. I've brought lots of people, but I forgot what what order they're in. But I think I think Tom was next. Tom, mate, how are you? You all right? Yeah, not bad. Thanks yourself. Yeah, I'm all uh, all good. Uh, yeah, we're still talking about uh, the two one win at, at the weekend. Um, yeah, we left it late, didn't we, to get that uh, to get the winner? Yeah, absolutely. I was on a train to London and I was trying to stream it, and it kept dropping it in and out. Uh, and yeah, we actually scored the winner. Um, as I was getting like getting off the tube, so it already happened before I even knew. Um, but yeah, I left left it late. But once again, um, credit to Darren Moore, and he made some positive changes. Um, he saw there was an opportunity there. He's obviously brought a defender off, put a striker on, reshuffled, and yeah, we've got the much needed three points. And I, I said to my mates, probably on about seventy minutes. I said I'd much rather go for it and maybe lose two one than get a draw. We need we need wins now. Draws are no good. We've got to get wins. Yeah, it does I feel like that, doesn't it? Like when 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 we picked them two draws up against Accrington and Gillingham, they did feel like defeats, didn't they? Even though we picked up points, I think that was more because of all the other results that have uh, that have gone around. You. I mean, you look at Oxford; they've they've had two defeats and a draw in the last three games, and they've they've like plummeted like a stone. They're down in eighth now, and weren't they as high as fourth, third, or fourth, or something like that just a few weeks ago? So it just shows, doesn't it, how um, you know you you get off that winning train and um, and and you can like quite easily just slip down the table. Yeah, absolutely. I don't really take much attention to what's going off elsewhere. We just need to do our job, focus on what we do and ignore everybody else. Um, that That's what I think the, we should just focus on, just us doing our job. Well, it's in our yeah. hands, isn't it? I mean, we're fifth at the moment. You know, we're, we're two points ahead of Sunderland, who are seventh. If we win all the rest of our games, we're in the playoffs. It's as simple as that. And I know, of course, it's not that simple, but that's what, that's what we need to think like, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. And obviously... Every team around us on Wednesday, I don't think we're all we're all going to win every game. So the games that we drop points in, you like to hope that something's happened elsewhere. But like I say, I wouldn't I wouldn't go into this weekend thinking, well, if we get a point, the teams around us they may drop it, they may drop some points. So we'll set up this way. From now on, I think we'll just set up to win and see how the game goes. That's. Yeah, that, that, that's the approach I think we need to take. 100%. Cheers for that, uh, Tom. Do stick around. Uh, Gem, I'm just going to uh, come to you if uh, if I can. How are you? You all right? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. I think you were, um, when we spoke to you last week, you said that you know, you'd been to see AFC Wimbledon and they're not a very physical side and they're young and what have you. I think you're absolutely spot on. I think that that's how they that's how they came. The kid, I mean, I know they were time-wasting and what have you, but they did come to play... A bit of football, mm. I suppose, but yeah, they just weren't they just weren't physical enough, were they, for for what we had for him? No, I mean, most of their players made Barry Bannon look like he was six feet tall. <laughs> I mean, I saw Barry Bannon win a few headers as well, to be fair, which and it never never happens, does it? No, that says it all, to be honest. But I mean, the first twenty minutes, they got the ball down and they tried to play it, and they caused us problems. But obviously, their their new manager just said, just just go for the draw and time waste. But. Yeah, it, it, was, it, it don't make for a great spectacle, does it? No, no. But I think I heard something for the first time in what the 20-odd, 27 years I've been watching football um, when the Wednesday fans actually started giving it some olays when um, <laughs> when Wednesday were time-wasting. That was superb. Yeah, that were good. That were, that were 
you know, Bailey Peacock fouled England's number one, of course, when he were um, when he were you know putting the ball down and putting it the other side and what have you. Yeah, it's it's, it's always great, you know, to see that when you know when you, when they're time wasting like like that. Did you see, just another point that I mentioned at the weekend? Did you see the foul throw on the? Wait, yeah. do, do you sit on the on the south stand or on the north stand? Or I'm yeah. I'm in the south, right behind the home dugout. Oh yeah, you're on the posh seats, aren't you, with the reclining chairs and <laughs> leather seats? That's and it, leather you, yeah. seats, the heated seats. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know, the, you know, the, 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 the he came over to the to take the throw, and I think you know someone else came over first, then he come over and they were giving it all that to the fans and what have you. And that, that foul throw was blatant. I didn't even know. Yeah. I don't know if we were just messing about or not. I have no idea what he were, what he were trying to do, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously the league regular with the last minute goal, like I said, it's, it's a fantastic feeling isn't it? when you, when we score like that. Oh, it's absolutely sensational. Absolutely sensational. But no, I just thought I'd come on and say that, Unfortunately, I've fallen in love with another lone player, Harley Harley Dean. We've got to sign him. Yeah, we were going to talk about that in a bit. We might as well talk about oh, it now. Oh, sorry. No, it's all right. It's absolutely fine. But, you know, um, he's come out and said that he doesn't see a future at Birmingham. Do you mm. think that's, you know, if, if it's on the cards and all the stars align, etc., do you think he's, that's something that we need to pursue? If we get promoted and if he's willing to negotiate on wages, twenty k a week is just ludicrous. We can't we can't pay that, and obviously we're only paying a, a percentage of that. But if we get promoted, he's got to be one of the number one targets. Yeah, I mean when he's come in, he has looked solid, hasn't he? I know he's, he's yeah. played what four games. I think he's played now, where uh, something like that. But you know, he, he, he's just that he's just got that calming, commanding presence, hasn't he? You know, and um, yep, and, and he's kind of. Everyone were talking about the defence. That was the big hot topic, weren't it? We all the injuries that we'd that we'd had. And I kind of just wish we'd had him had him sooner, really. Absolutely, and he's he's just a cleaner Sammy Hutchinson. And I mean, I would I would give Sammy another contract next season anyway. But I just think the two of them at the back, they're just so steady and sure and it's allowing I offer time to bed in because I agree with what everybody's been saying tonight. It's just. He's not quite a hundred percent yet, so to have the consistency of Dean and Hutch at the back is just is really comforting to see. Go on, Jars, you want to say something? No, I was just um, I was just going to say, yeah, do you, Gem, do you think even if we got promoted, do you think you still think Harley Dean would be that main target? I'm I'm just not sure. Listen, I think he's done very well, very well since he's come in. But let's be honest, League One to Championship is a different kettle of fish and I'm just not sure listen I'd definitely try and sign him but to make him the actual number one target and be the main defender going into the championship we get promoted I'm just not too sure I'll be honest with you but wasn't he playing week in week out until Birmingham changed the manager I'm pretty sure he was playing oh no no yeah yeah I think he was playing you're right I think and I think he's a good defender but I just think if we want to actually listen when we get when we do get back in the championship we want to progress, mm-hmm. right? We don't want to just yeah, hover true. around the bottom. And I'm not sure if Harley Dean and the champ is a defender that would take us to the top half. Well, not even top half. I mean, to the playoffs or promotion in the championship. I'm not sure. Listen, this is just me, on, you know, having my opinion and I could be wrong. I mean, obviously I just, players I'm get older, sure. you know, uh, he's going to yeah. be 31 come, come the start of next season. Um, 
he made 43 appearances in the championship last season. He's made 15 appearances in the championship this season as well. So um, I, yeah. I would sign him. I would definitely sign him. I think he's done really well. But I just just going on Gemma's point, saying that he'd be the main, you know, the main target. That that's our main centre back that we're getting next season if we do get promoted. I'm just not sure. I just think if we do get promoted. I think we could get a better defender than Harley Dean, in my opinion, in yeah, the Champions League. It's very difficult, isn't it? Because you don't know. It's hard to say who we should and shouldn't get. It's, you know, when, when you've got a player on loan, that is that's easier to it's easier yeah. to say that you know that's a player that you want because you've seen him play. You know, I don't know who's, who's available and what have you. But I think you're right. You know, I think I'd, I would definitely sign him because I think he's is. Mm-hmm. Um, something that you can build on and something that you can fall back on as well. And you know, he might, like I say, he might not be the the number one defender that we've that we have but then again if we don't find anything else he's certainly he's certainly a good player good player to have um jem what what did you think to nathaniel mendes lang playing up front it's the third time that darren moore's um stuck him up front there i think he played against burton albion um and then obviously he played against cheltenham and 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 now against afc wimbledon what what did you think to his performances you know alongside uh, lee gregory he's not a striker is he but I saw somebody say this week, I can't remember who it was on Twitter, it's almost like he's too good to leave out, so Darren Moore's trying to wedge him in somewhere. And I kind of agree with that. He's not a striker, but he's just too good to leave out. He's just got that physical presence that makes up for the lack of pace that we've got. And he just shrugs off, he just shrugs off players and just gets forward. And, and I love that. Yeah, I mean, do you think playing him up top is the right is the right decision though? Because I mean, I suppose he could play on the right, but then that means you're having to drop Jack Hunt. Who I mean, yeah. you, I mean, we we were talking about it. Well, I was saying that he perhaps could do that for for the last game. I mean, it showed me why why that was the wrong decision by getting another goal. I mean, you can't possibly. Uh, Leave him out. Leave Jack Hunt out for for the game against Bolton. Can you? you know, having two no. goals in two games is going to be he's going to be high on confidence, and he can't really leave him out. I mean, it's difficult because for me, he's an absolutely sensational player, but there isn't anybody in that starting eleven that deserves to be dropped. Potentially, you could drop I offer for story, but otherwise, nobody did anything wrong, other than obviously Hutch made the mistake, but. That's, that's a lapse in judgment for a split second. But nobody had a bad performance. So do you change it, put Berahino in? I don't know if you do, because it's worked. Well, Gem, Gem's asked a question there. Do we do we do we change the team for uh, for Bolton? Do we you know do we drop? Well, there's there's a question mark over Iofa and Story, and then there's also uh, Nathaniel Mendes Lang for for Berahino as well. Gem, cheers for that. Do uh, do stick around, uh, Callum. You've got your hand up. I think you've got something to say. Uh, yeah, I've, I've got a couple of points um, on Harley Dean. Uh, he is the kind of defender that I do want to sign, uh, although his wages are ridiculous, considering that we are trying to cut the cloth in terms of how much we've spent in the past. And uh, and as well as Giles said, I don't think he should be our main target because if we do get promoted and the fact that we're able to spend money uh, next season as well, I think we can sign someone who's more younger, who's more of a prospect, who's probably going to be on the lower wage but has a lot more to prove. Uh, although I wouldn't rule out Harley Dean at all, totally. Um, and in terms of like uh, the striker situation, I was looking at some. I was looking at some of the con- some of the players who are out of contract in League One, and I noticed that Alfie May's out of contract. So I would happily approach someone like uh, 
you know, Alfie May as a potential striker partnership because I feel like we do lack in pace when it comes to strikers. Uh, and which is why we're probably having to default with Mendes Lang because he does have that pace. He's someone who can work alongside with Gregory, who's not you know necessarily a fast striker. And whereas someone like Albie May, from what I remember in that Charlton game, he was really, really quick and he stretched out of defence. So a striker with pace like that is someone who we should be targeting. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Alf May is out of contract in, uh, in the summer. I think he signed a two-and-a-half-year deal in, in January this year. So uh, okay, that yeah, might, uh, if, he, if he looked on transfermarket.com, I think that's a bit might be a little, little bit out of date. But, yeah, but yeah, he's, he's, certainly so, some, he's certainly something that, yeah, I mean, I think I tweeted after the game that he's certainly someone that you'd certainly look to, look to be signing because I think that is something that we've been lacking this season. I know we keep banging on about it, but a 20-goal-a-season striker, you know, I thought Lee Gregory were going to be that man this season. I know injuries has, has put a bit of a um, a stop to that kind of thing. You know, he's, he's just got into double figures now with six, six games to go, but I do think that we we are missing that, you know, that, that striker that, you know, that you can pretty much bank on week in week out is going to going to get you a goal which if you look at the teams that are above us in the in the league you know your Rotherham's Wigan um Sunderland as well I know they're Sunderland are below us but they've all got players that are that are scoring a hell of a lot of goals this uh, this season um mm. cheers for that, cheers for that uh, Callum uh, I'm just going to come to uh, Peter Peter's not come up yet uh, Peter mate how are you all right I'm good mate how are you James I'm fine thank you very much uh, come on Peter what do you want to have to say uh, peak up, Farrell. I came on. I came on about three weeks ago and said he's an accident waiting to happen. And ever since then, he's. I think he's changed the game the last two home matches. He's made two outstanding saves and those. Saves... Picture the scene: all of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. There's been the changing points in the match in in both games. And we've got, I think, was it, was it at one? One one in one one in both games, and then we've gone on and, and won both matches. Oh, sorry, two one in two one against Cambridge, wasn't it? And then one yeah. one on Saturday. And then we've gone on to win. Uh, I, th- I think he's been, I think he's been outstanding. We've not had no jitters that I've noticed in the last last couple of weeks so maybe maybe that's a little corner that's been turned i mean uh, you must in the in the games that he has played i mean he's not he's not added a great deal to do um no he hasn't i, I no, don't think I, but then again i suppose if you've not had a lot to do both saves have come late on in the game you know i suppose i've never played as a goalkeeper but i suppose it could be quite e- yeah it could be quite easy to switch off couldn't it you know in in them sorts Definitely. of situations but he's i mean the save against cheltenham were you're almost like a like cat like, weren't it? How he how he pounced on him and what have you. And I was sat in the stand and Well it was thought, a punch. He ended up punching it to the edge of the box. Yeah, I, I just thought it was gonna be a goal like every day of the week yeah. and then same with the uh with the one against Wimbledon as well when they went it was pretty much three on one. I mean credit to Harley Dean who, as well who who got back and um and put a you know, a sliding challenge in <clears throat> sorry to you know, to put the put the striker off but but again, you know, he stood up tall and he and and made the save. Mm. I mean, w- would you sign Bailey Peacock for then? If uh, if it was, I know it's all about you know money and what have you and wages etc. But if it was, would, if it was I available, put, uh, if he was, but I would also question: Can they afford him? Because he's he, he if he's coming from a Premiership team, even if he's Burnley's number two, he's going to be on decent money, and he? he's not going to be cheap at all. He is, but then you've got a question: You know, what does he want? Does he want to be sat as 
third choice goalkeeper or whatever choice goalkeeper he is going out on loan here, there and everywhere or you know, do you want to be awesome. playing as number Maybe one? Maybe not, but is, is, that a, is that a reason that Cameron Dawson's gone out to Exeter on loan all season to give him the experience? Is that is that a long term is that a long term thing? Well, for for me, I just think um, you know we, we had to get in order to get Bailey Peacock Farling. You know, we don't, you don't want three goalkeepers, um, certainly not at the I don't mm. say at the, at the level, but you know, he's, he's put him out there, he's put him in the shop window. Um, if I was if I was going to sign anybody, I'd I'd go and I'd go and bust the gut and sign. I'm a big Jordan Story fan. I'd go and sign Jordan Story. Can I be a bit controversial as well? You can be as controversial as you want, Peter. Right, okay. I wouldn't pick Hutchinson. My back, my my back, my back three all day long would be would build it round Harley Dean. I would have Jordan Story, and my left my on left side of defender would be Gibson. Wow, it, uh, Peter, I, I, that's a big big statement. That of course it is. Yeah, but but the thing the thing you get Giles with with, with Hutchinson, he can cut he can, he can cover two from the bench. He can cover two positions with no cover on the bench in midfield at all. Now, if any, if any one of Byers, Luongo, or Bannon gets injured. Hutch is going to step up from defence into midfield. In my opinion, those Gibson, Story, and Arlie Dean are all better defenders than what Hutchinson is. Yeah, but they're not better on the ball, so it depends, right? I think Hutchie's the best, the best uh, on the ball out of all all three of them. I'll be honest with you. Have you seen Gibson, Giles? I haven't seen a lot of Gibson. I haven't seen no, a lot Gibson. Of Gibson. Gibson's got a play, right? <laughs> <laughs> Gibson, well, Gibson, Gibson's got Gibson's got a really good left foot, and he's, he's more positional than anything. Yeah, I mean that's one thing that Gibson has got. Because I mean, finding a, a left-footed centre back is like gold dust in it. You know, yeah. to, be, to be perfectly yeah. honest, if you've got one, you're not going to let him go, kind of thing. So, yeah. um, and and I think you know Darren Moore talked talk about balance and what have you. And there are parts of me thinking, is it, is this a load of bollocks? Like, do it? Do we? Is he putting too much importance on on balance and what have you? Or do we just put? This is obviously when. Um, when he stuck Marvin Johnson there as a left as a left footer, rather than perhaps giving Brennan a go or whoever else it might have been, and um, mm. but yeah, I do see when a left footer does play as that left centre half, it just opens things up on the left hand side, and you know you can break down the left hand side a lot easier, you know, rather what? than having to cut inside on your right foot and and play it into the into the traffic kind of thing. So I do I do get why Darren Moore's kind of a firm believer of that. What what what's better? You know, doing wrong up top. Scores a hat, scores a hat trick, plays half a game, gets subbed, and then he very nearly scored with it. Well, he didn't touch it actually. It was very close to to scoring with almost his first touch on Saturday. Yeah, and I mean, he, obviously he went on international duty, didn't he? So yeah. he missed he missed a game. Um, I, I don't know. I, it's obviously a question he to speak to <coughs> to Darren Moore with. Um, I, I think Jem's right in that. I think we try and just shoehorn Nathaniel Mendes Lang in there as as best we can, and and when you look at you know what we're unbeaten in five games at the yeah. moment, so it's kind of like I don't I don't know does but personally I, I had I had to start against um, against AFC Wimbledon. I thought he were nailed on to start. I didn't think Mendes Lang had a great game against Cheltenham, so I thought he, I un- I understand the Patterson argument. Uh, I understand. Obviously, I want the better, you know, argument to be successful. But Patterson, yeah, he's a shout. And are we tinkering for the sake of it? it, it like, like, uh, like, um, sorry, I, forgot, I think it was Liam who said earlier. 
it's it, performances don't matter. It's just results now, isn't it? That's all that matters. Oh, 100%. I, like, I could take one nils in every single game until the yeah. end of the season. I don't care if we only have 50 passes and get absolutely played off the park, but as long as we get them three points, like I say, it don't, it don't really matter Like right now. We just... Yeah. With that... With, <laughs> The season's been so up and down, hasn't it? From you know the start of the season when it were HMS pissed the league, you know we were top of the league, we'd not conceded a goal. You know it looked easy, didn't it? And then hey, winning the league's not out of the question. You know, win the last six, we finish on ninety points. <laughs> well, yeah. What are you laughing at? I'm what not, are you laughing? I'm not putting a fiver on that anyway. I'll keep my fiver what? in my pocket. Put it that way. Well, well I mean, Rotherham, Rotherham's going, Rotherham's only going one way. They're going down. They're going to miss out big time. Well, I hope so because uh, they, they they keep wading in on on all those tweets and what have you, all those uh, mini pigs as we as they call. As we're they're called. we're, uh, we're gonna we're gonna Wednesday automatics. You know how you know I'm I'm a bit outlandish with my uh, predictions. We're gonna Wednesday automatics. We're gonna win the last six. Plymouth have got too, too many of the top five to five or six to play. They'll they'll finish in the playoffs. So it's us and Wigan top two. No danger. Well. There, there you go, Peter. Peter, <laughs> Peter said it. That's it. <laughs> Great. You heard it first. Yeah, Peter. Cheers, cheers. Like do, do stick around. Uh, Tom, you've got your hand up, mate. Yes, mate. We have a debate eventually. On, What's then. Peter on about with Orch not playing? You want to put three lone players as your back three, and not include Orch in your back three? That's mental. There's no way. There's no way we can do that. Do you think Orch is what nailed on starter every single week, Tom? Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, I don't see why he shouldn't be. If he, he don't I agree. Wrong. I agree, Thomas. He, I've got he to loves, be a, loves a tackle. We know that he's going to get a card. So what? But has he been sent off this season? No, he hasn't. Well, there you go. So people who say he loses his head, discipline, blah de blah. He he picked, he picked up a bit of an injury, but we were playing like three games a week, which is understandable. Even players without injury records. Um, Holladine, for example, pick up injuries. For me, it's Hutch. I like Gibson, balanced on your left-hand side. And then, at the moment, Dean goes on the right-hand side because Story's, Story's not being available for whatever reason. Um, but, yeah, that for me, that's the back three I would pick. If Gibson's not available, then reluctantly, because I don't, I don't rate Dunkler, so I would go Story... Butch and Dean in no particular order. Thomas, so you're kind of on my sort of page where I'm, for me, I'm thinking Hutchie has to play in the middle. I know Harley Dean's been playing in the middle and Hutchie's played left. But for me, I think you get the best out of Hutchie if he's playing in the centre. Absolutely. I mean, going way back, Hutchie's a, a better footballer than people give him credit for. He's gone through he's gone through hell in his, his career. And for somebody like Mourinho to come back and say, come back and play, you've got to have something about you. And that, that, that's why I said, Thomas, that's why yeah. for me, listen, I haven't seen a lot of them. Um, I can't remember. Was it Ian? I think it was maybe who said that uh, Gibson's meant to be a really good player, which listen, I think he he probably is. But for me, playing with Hutchie as well, I know what a good player Hutchie is. And to be honest with you, I'm very happy seeing him now in what I think is his best position, playing centre half rather than midfield. Yeah, he can be really good in midfield, but, he is a central defender. That is his position, number one for me. He's if you if you if you ask him for Chelsea, he was always playing centre half or right back. But but as he was coming through the system, he was always a centre half. He then obviously progressed, and I think he played a little bit 
I think, no, to be honest, I think the first time he went into midfield when I spoke to him was at Sheffield Wednesday. Because I think he went on loan at Forest as well, but he played, he played right back. So it's, it, even though he's, um, he's, he's done really well, it's still quite new to him in, this, in, in the sense of he, he hasn't been a midfielder from when he was young. He's always been a centre-back. And, and they always say that he was meant to be the next, you know, John Terry at, at Chelsea. Um, so for me, I, 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 yeah, listen, I, I, everyone knows what I think of Hutchie. Yeah, maybe people might think I'm a bit biased because he's my friend, but I, I'd like to think I'm honest. And I just think he offers he offers so much. I, I, listen, I always criti- uh, criticise when he gets injured because, yes, he does get injured too much. But I think, like you just said, I don't know how many games he's he, he's played this season. He's, he's been he's quite... played. He's played twenty four games, and and you, when you look at terms of minutes played, uh, eighth out of um, out of the whole squad. So there's a lot of players that have not played as many games as what yeah. uh, what Sam Hutchinson has played. And, and, and you know, he gets his he gets that name, doesn't he? He gets that name that he's always he's an injury prone. So to be honest, yeah, he has been injury prone. But let's 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 give him the credit. This season, he's played a lot of games, and he. Uh, and he stayed fit. And I personally think that's because he's not playing in midfield. Yeah. I mean, do, do you think, I mean, look, he's, he's what, 32 years old now. Well, do you not think, you know, when we're talking about another season, that's another year, uh, you know yourself, Giles, like, it, would you not think that it's perhaps, you know, time's not really on his side? Would you think that, you know, depend, yeah, maybe, depending, on what, but... depending on what division we're in next season, you know, if we're maybe. in the championship, can he cut it in the championship again? I think he can still, but, Again, yeah, you're right. When you get older, you know what they say. You do slow down a bit. But he's not really showing us at the moment that he is slowing down. When I've watched him, I still think he he looks very solid. So, yeah, he's 32. But I think he could still play for at least another two years in the championship um, if we do get promoted. I mean, not only that, I think he's, he's a good player to have around, isn't he, Giles? In terms yeah, of like just of him and his presence. He's got a presence and what have you. about him. Yeah, he can be a bit of a moody fucker sometimes, but <laughs> can't we all? Um, he likes an argument and that, but that's because he's a winner, and, and and that is true. You need these these people in your in your team, whether you like them or not. As a player, yeah, not all players get on, right? Go on then, Jazz. As a, as a footballer, would you rather go into a team where you're all mates, but you're not perhaps you know you're mid table and just ticking along, or would you rather you know have arguments and what have you, not really get along with many of the players, but top of the league winning every game? Yeah, yeah, 100% I want that. But I'm just, listen, I'm not saying that you need to have players that don't get on and, and argue oh, to, no, to yeah. be a successful team. Definitely not. But what I'm saying is, is Hutchie is a character where he's a winner. So he has standards and he, you know, if he's not happy, he's not scared to to, to say something. And this is what you need. This is a leader. This is, this is someone who, who's got the experience, who wants to win. And you definitely need these, whether it's Hutchie or not, you need these type of people in your team if you want to be successful. Yeah, definitely. T- Tom, just another another question. Obviously, you know, we're always saying, you know, back three. I know it's kind of, we've played 3-5-2 for the vast majority of this season. I know there was talk when we had that spell where we were drawing games, where we were saying, you know, we need to go back to a back four, etc. Do, do you think, you know, obviously, depending on what, uh, what league we're in and what have you? Do you think that Darren Moore would stick with this? Is it three five two till the death, or or do you think he might perhaps? Because obviously he never played three five two. It were always four two three one when he was at when he was at Doncaster. So and obviously that's what he started with at the start of the season. What what what's your take on that? And do you think a, a different formation would perhaps suit or 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 make the players that we've got fit in a little bit better? 
it could all depend on the personnel. So we don't see it Monday to Friday, but he'll see what's in front of him and he'll think, how can I get the best out of what I've got today in this season? And 3-5-2 is his preferred formation and he's had a lot of criticism through it, but he's starting to put stuff together. We've had, if you want to call them blips, a couple of draws and, and whatnot and the odd defeat at home. Um, but he's he served as well, given the whole scenario of what he's coming to at the start of the season, what he's had available, how he's been able to recruit, the injuries he's had. I think he's, I think he's done fine. And trust the process. If that is what his philosophy is with this team and what he wants to do this season, then so be it. But if he goes and signs uh, a quality left back who's got. 200 plus championship games under his belt next season same with the right back and we strengthen at centre half and he thinks 4-2-3-1's the best formation then, then so be it we've just got to put his trust and his faith in, in him one quick thing I want to mention as well is Go you on. mentioned a minute ago about Hutch maybe being a little maybe too old for the champ next season possibly yeah yeah, so people are saying sign Ali Dean up. Great, Ali Dean's 31 in July. Mm. He's not going to come to us on a one-year deal. He's going to want a two-year deal, minimum, maybe with a year extension as well. So I, I honestly think if you're 31, sorry to interrupt you, I think Harley Dean's going to be asking for a three-year deal. I'll be honest well, there you, you because, go then. Because he wants to, you know, he's coming to the latter la, la yep. side of his career. He's going to try and get the, you know, the biggest length contract for security. So I'm we'll sure agree he'll with. ask for a three-year deal. Right, so we'll give him a three-year deal. So are we going to be in this situation in 18 months' time saying, Ali Dean's 33 next. Is he going to be right for Wednesday in the Championship? We don't want this cycle of players. I don't. I, I think Hutch deserves another year. And if if it's a matter of 20, 25 games, not based on injury, just based on performance, quality and being available, and we've got better players available next season, then I think Hutch, based on his salary, is not going to be anywhere near as much as the likes of Bannon, Dean, Peacock, Farrell. So he deserves another shot. He can play multiple positions. But as a club, if we can spend in the summer, we need to be looking at investing in players who are going to provide longevity or a sell-on clause because another, probably for another pod is, how many players have we signed as a club and we've gone to make a profit on them? Mm, very I few. agree with that. I think, I think the... I think the players that we have sold for any sort of money, you've got to say, well, Lucas Zhao uh, is the one that is probably the last one that we sold for any sort of money. But apart from that, I, I, I'm struggling to think of. Uh, You're looking at Run, Whelan, Bulgaria. Well, they were many. They were many moons ago, weren't they? You know what I'm trying I mean? to say our business model is not right. We, we're giving the likes of. But do you, do you want to be, do you want to be a selling club though, or do you want to be? Do you know what I mean? Because that's what. That's what can happen when you start putting these sell-on clauses on. You end up becoming a bit of a, a bit of a Barnsley, and you know we don't want to be that, do we? Really, I want us to not get into financial difficulty and get dot points. So if that means being not, well, we've seen it, haven't we? Red, Red Bull Owls. That's that's what it needs to be, isn't it? <laughs> no, that's the dream. But no, I get a balance between signing a player for let's say a million and selling them for four million in two years' time. That that'd be perfect in an ideal world, and that's what clubs do. But we do not seem to do that. We've never done it though. Forestiera, well, I'm sure we got offered him money on him, didn't we? We never saw it. Did. But you look at—I've mentioned it before. Same as you. You look at like Brentford. 
you know. Yeah. What they had Ben Rama and Watkins sold and picked up Tony. <laughs> you know, it's possible to pick up good players by selling players, but you've got to have the right. Right, you so, trust in place, haven't you? Yeah, last thing I, like I'll say, and then obviously because there's a lot of people here, but my brother messaged me early. He's, he's quite new to football. He's just getting into it. And he asked me about Everton. Why can Everton be so good at, like, up there, 10th and above, and then now relegation dogfight? And I explained to him, it's about the recruitment process. Poor recruitment can set you back three seasons. Because if you sign somebody on a three-year deal, you sack that manager who signed him three months into that new season, that player's going to sit there and say, no, do no go. You either pay me up or I'm going to sit here. I'm not going to do anything wrong, but if you don't want to play me to new manager, then that's just another body in the door. And I think Wednesday's had that too much. I think we've signed players on wages and they're just basically sat there on a pretty penny. And I don't think we should be doing that anymore. I think there should be a philosophy on maybe 28 and under if we can sign players like that. I think I think that came down to Chan Siri kind of putting all his eggs in one basket. I mean, at the time, it was fantastic, weren't it? They were signing players left, right and centre. Obviously, we got to the playoff final, we got to the playoffs the, the season after. At the time, we were loving it. You know, I, I don't think any of us kind of... I mean, I'm sure there'd be some people that were saying that they, they predicted what was going to happen, but, um, you know, we, we didn't... I suppose we didn't really know the uh, true reality of what of you know of what's happened and the fact that we'd given these big contracts and, and come you know let's face it before then we were a bit of a you know a nothing club in the championship all right you could say you know sleeping giant and all that but we'd not done anything for for quite a few years um and then obviously Chancery came along and in order to attract the players um to Sheffield Wednesday we had to give them, them big contracts didn't we and you know hindsight's a wonderful thing and if we'd have got to the Premier League you know if we'd have beat Hull then I'm sure things would have been a hell of a lot different because we'd have had the money to be able to, you know, to pay those wages and what have you, and we wouldn't have got in this in this mess. But you know, it is what it is, and it you live you live and learn. And and I think you know one one thing I would say on on like Chance here just just briefly is that I think he has kind of learned from his mistakes to a certain extent. Obviously, he's been poorly advised, I think, throughout the whole process. But now. You know, it, it certainly. Obviously, I don't know. I don't know that. I don't know that whether it's true or not. But it certainly looks like the people that have been brought in, have been brought in because of Darren Moore and the, his targets. Where, whereas I don't think the same could be said for all the other signings that we've made previous to that. I think that they were all kind of Chanceries and and his his, his advisors signings. Um, to be honest, uh, cheers he's for that. Spot, yeah, you spot on with that, mate. Everything you said there, spot on. Yeah, cheers for that, uh, Tom. Um, Ian, I'll come back to you. You've got your hand up, mate. Sorry, patiently waiting. Oh, yeah, thanks. I've, I've just got... It's 20 grand a week's mental, isn't it? Is that just me? I mean, Division 1... I know he's Division 1 because he's on loan to us, but 20 grand a week's mental. I mean... Is he definitely on 20 grand a week, Ian? Well, I've got a question for Giles here, so I hope you listen, Giles. So, why do footballers get paid weekly? Everybody else gets paid monthly that I know. My dad got played weekly back in the 1960s. Why don't players get paid weekly? What, what do you mean by that? Well, uh, Jem said... Everyone, uh, everyone talks about weekly wage, don't they? It's all we like... talk about weekly wage, but we get paid monthly. Oh, you do? Or in some, yeah, or, yeah, or we in some of the Wednesday... We weekly wage, but we get paid... Obviously, it's how much you... When you're negotiating your contract, you ask how much money is it? Three grand a week, five grand a week, ten grand a week, but you get paid every month. Okay, and that includes all like win bonuses and all that, the all that stuff that goes with it. Yeah, sometimes 
some clubs I've been at have said all the win bonuses you get at the end of the season. So oh, okay. it can change. Do you know what I mean? It can, it, it, that, that's not necessarily always, you know, paid at the end of the month, but you definitely get your appearance money and your, um, and your wage uh, every month. Well, that, 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 that's, that's good insight. So if you, as a, fo- as a professional football player, figure, find out that somebody's on like thousands of uh, pounds a week more than you are and you're playing, your appearances are more, you're playing better and all that. I mean, does that cause some bad feeling in the dressing room? I mean, what happens behind Not, it? I wouldn't say bad feeling, but it definitely, yeah, of course. It, as a player, if you know that you, you brought a player in on 20 grand a week he's not performing, he's on the bench, you're playing every game in the same position uh, and you're performing throughout the season, guess what you're going to do? You're going to be knocking on the door when you're negotiating saying, but hold on a minute, he's on 20 grand a week, I'm on 10 and you're only offering me 12. That doesn't work. You've got like, do you know what I mean? So as a player, yeah, it definitely, uh, definitely does come into that, that sort of situation. But not all players know what every player's on. That's why I said Harley Dean's on 20 grand. A lot of footballers lie about how much they're on it's honestly, I've had so many footballers just, just talk so much shit. Because let's be honest, all footballers want to be big dogs, don't they? They all want to be the big, you know, oh, I'm on this. I'm, listen, it's bullshit. A lot of footballers lie about their wage. So that's why I wanted to know who actually knows that Harley Dean's on 20K or is it just a rumour? Because I'm not sure if he is actually on 20K a week. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I, I know I keep banging up. I looked on, uh, I looked online on salarysport.com. Again, I don't know how, how truthful it is. And what yeah, I wouldn't you. look at that. I wouldn't look at all that rubbish, I'll be honest with well, you. It's, well, it's saying, it doesn't say anything about 20 grand a week. It said, it said that, well, in 2020, it was on uh, just over nine grand a week. So, um, yeah, maybe. Know. Maybe that, Giles, that could be Giles, right. I'm, Giles, how much were you getting a week at Wednesday? Oh, it was probably about <laughs> 95, 95 pounds, I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we found we found out the other the other week that his first car was a, um, what was it, Giles, do you want to tell everyone? An Audi A2. That was when I was at Mansfield, wasn't it? That's... <laughs> Audi A2, what a terrible car that was. <laughs> hey, to be funny, G- Giles, that, you know what, he's actually one of them just on the... Um, on the end of my road. I don't know if it's broken it. down or not, or or what have you. But it's, it's not in that. It's not in that horrible mint coloured that you've uh, that you've got yours in. Oh god! I'll try and get a picture and I'll I'll put it in the group. <laughs> Great stuff. Uh, cheers for that, Ian. Um, right, I'm going to bring uh, Tyler up. Tyler's been uh, waiting patiently. Tyler, how are you, mate? You're all right. Hiya, mate. How are we doing? I'm fine, thank you. Yourself? Well, survived. I'm in a, I'm in Mallorca actually with my missus, but I, I've just snuck off now. All right for some, we're, we're in the air in the rain and you're over there in the bloody sun. Oh, Charles, I've got a word with you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been, I've been with the missus, but I thought I need to, I need to like put my little two pence in. Go on. So uh, I thought I'd sneak off, uh, sneak off and just have a quick chat. So with the um, Bailey Peacock situation, Oh my, I can't believe the amount of hate he's getting. Like, you might say, I understand, I understand that he's like, he's, you know, he's, um, he's missed a few, he's done a few daft things and all that, especially Ipswich. That was, that was ridiculous to see that. Proper embarrassing. I've so, seen so many of my mates uh, post that video. Well, it, it, that. It, it was that bad that Ipswich have even got it outside their ground. If it, I know, if, it's, if, that's I, embarrassing I, enough. I know, it is so silly to see, but. That's but Tyler, do you know, Tyler, do you know why I've got a little thing about Peacock Farrell? Just because, Mate, listen, I, honestly, makes, I, want, I want to hear that, please. Okay, so listen, everyone makes mistakes. Yeah. Everyone makes, but for me, 
I feel like Peacock Farrell, I don't, I don't feel confident when I'm watching him in certain situations. Yeah. And I feel like he has made mistakes that haven't cost haven't cost us goals but made mistakes throughout games yeah where you might not you might not notice because they actually haven't we, we haven't conceded a goal do you know what i mean yeah but i, you know, I, but I, I see watched, i think you're saying with that but but let's have a look at like, like joe wildsmith do you think he'd do the same situation with that oh no no listen peacock farrell out of the keepers we've got he 100 percent plays yeah definitely, definitely and i think plays. i just I, think going, going forward after this season, I really think, like um, Cameron, I really think he'll be back in. And I, honestly, I think he's ready for it now. He's got the confidence. And the difference between um, West, like West, um, Kieran and uh, Cameron, I think the difference between them two was the confidence because like, Cameron could do, like, he, was, he was so good at saving it and all that, but he just didn't have the confidence to like control the defence. So if it went a bit like skew whiff on the one side, he wouldn't have the confidence to say, you know what, like shout like hutch over or like whatever, and just say, you no, know, sort yourselves out, sort the line out. I don't, I don't think it would have worked. But now, so, now so that he's had like, that, so wouldn't you like to sign Peacock Farrell next season? No, to be honest, no. I think, I think we've got what we need out of him. I think he's a great keeper. But I really think, I think Cameron is next for us now. But do, do you not just think that Cameron Dawson's found his level at League Two? Like, no disrespect, but... See, I, no, no, I see what you're saying with that. I really do. But I, I just think, I just think he's got that confidence. Like, we've always, like every, like I said, when he was, when he was a, a keeper for us back in the championship, I thought he was shit up. But I think when he was... Um, when he was trying to control that defence line, that was the problem with us. It just wasn't working with our defence line. It wasn't to do with him because he was sa- he was saving some absolute class shots, but it just kept the problem with him because remember, remember the stats were saying that he was making the most saves in the whole championship at one point, and that's you know it's a yeah. it's a class stat to have, but it it well, kept coming. That, that was his problem. It kept coming because we, our defence was shite. Well, I, I don't know. So yeah, I think again, now... I don't know how true it is, but I've, I've heard on uh, on Twitter that, you know, from a few... He's at Exeter, isn't he? But, you know, Exeter fans saying that, like what I just said, he's, he's kind of found his level. He has made a few mistakes, but because of the level that he's at, they've just not gone puni- got punished. If we get promoted yeah. or if yeah, slash, slash when we get promoted, you, you're talking about jumping up, you know, two leagues that, you know, uh, yeah, the, 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 the strikers, you know, the, some of the players that you come up against, you know, they'll be ex-Premier League strikers and obviously you yeah, know, teams that have it. come down. I, I, I Personally, I think the ship sailed for um, for Cameron Dawson. I think he's put himself yeah. in the shop window by having an excellent season at X and, you know, I wish him all the best. But for me, I think we just need to be looking at, at someone else if we if we can and do you um, know what I think James sorry to interrupt you I think we've got uh, Joe and Cam Cammy right for me one of them has to go one of them has to stay that's what I think it would be have Giles and I think well it's so it, it, it's funny because obviously I know both of them and I've trained with both of them now I would have said back in the day when I was when I was there Joe was better that's me being honest but really, I, yeah, yeah. The reason why I say that is because Cammy was sloppy, and he, he, listen, I'll tell you, I told him that when when we were there, he was very sloppy. He was a little bit overweight, um, and I and I'll be honest with you, I didn't think Cammy was going to make it. That's me being honest. But since then, I've seen Cammy. He's he's lost weight. He's trimmed down. The boy says he's more professional. 
Um, so it just shows that, you know, he, he, you can change. So yeah. I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to judge him how I did before because it seems like he's not that, that the same player. So now I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it, maybe thinking, well, Cammy's probably overtook Joe. But do you but not think, do you not think that, I mean, would do you not think that Dawson's more of a saleable asset just because of the, you know, he's got a full season behind his belt. Is it a case of offloading for a bit of money or is it just a case of getting the players maybe, in, in Maybe, maybe. Listen, they might want to play. Cammy might not want to be a second. Now he's gone down to play regular. He might not want to be a Because I, I don't think that I would put Cammy or Joe as a number one. I, I just, I think we, if, especially if we get promoted, we need to sign a keeper that is going to be with us for, for, you know, that's our keeper. Not, not, not alone. Get a, maybe a, a 24, 25 year old. If we have to buy a Coley, then we buy one that's going to stay with us for the, for the long haul. Do you know what I mean? That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, ultimately on the other side of the coin, like, look, you're the, you're the professional footballer, not me. But, like, hey, like so, on the, right, you know, on that, that side, it'd be nice. It'd be nice to say, it'd be nice to go right. Well, Cam's done a really good job this season, so maybe sell him now while he, you know while he's while he's hot, and then have uh, Joe as a backup, and then go yeah. for someone else. But all I'm saying is, when it, when Cameron was playing with, like, I keep saying like Cameron as if for like you know first name best, basis. Best mates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, all I think is, I think he did. I really think he did a good job for us. I just think he had a difficulty like sort securing the um, the, the defense, and that's why like oh we had all those problems last season. I really do. So it's Great. difficult. Great stuff, uh, Tyler. Cheers, cheers for that, mate. Um, I'm not jealous at all that you're in Mallorca. But, but... I know I best go because the missus give me the frowns anyway. So oh, yeah, <laughs> okay, so go, away, go away, Tyler. Go away. I don't want to. <laughs> cheers, lads. Great stuff. Yeah. Cheers, Tyler. Cheers for that, mate. Yeah, I think let's let's move on to um, Bolton Wanderers then at the weekend. Obviously, we've got a, a decent following going uh, going down there. Over five thousand tickets sold. So it's gonna be a fantastic uh, atmosphere. Hopefully, the you know the the performance can match the uh, you know the atmosphere that's in going to be in the stands and what have you. I mean, just um, you know, looking Bolton Wanderers, it's a bit of a dead rubber game for them. I think they've uh, they've kind of admitted defeat in that they're not going to really uh, challenge for playoffs now. They sit eleventh and um, what twelve points adrift. They drew yesterday against uh, against Portsmouth. Um, Liam, I'll come to uh, I'll come to you, mate, on the on this one, Liam. Uh, Bolton at the weekend. It's obviously it's all the games now are must-win games. But are you are you confident going into this one? Obviously, our away form hasn't been well. It's not been not been terrible, but I think I think we're ranked what tenth in terms of away form this season, as opposed to first for our home form. But um, yeah, it's it, obviously like I say, it's definitely a must-win game, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I forgot about. Oh, sorry. Go on, Russell. Go on, go on, Russell. You haven't spoken. Was, was it aimed at me or not? Go on, Russell. Go on, mate. You never, you never specified. Sorry. Go on, Russell. <laughs> um, yeah, mate. I, it, again, obviously, we want to win. You know, ideally, win all the games at the end of the season. <clears throat> but I think at the moment, well, from now on, this running form goes out the window, really, doesn't it? It's like a cup think, final, isn't it? Every every weekend now, isn't it? And I think it was it. Yeah, I, I can't remember. It was it. Tommy who said earlier now. We need to set up to go out and win every game. So, yeah, I'm confident, mate. Three points. Go on then. What, you know, Jen was saying. You know, it's a bit of a um, uh, you know a dilemma in terms of who plays on 
on Saturday, whether we, obviously, I know it all depends on whether story is available. We'll find that out on, on Friday, no doubt. Um, but, you know, if if story is available, would you bring him in? And then, obviously, there's another question mark over whether we stick with Nathaniel Mendes Lang up front as well. What what do you think, Liam? If, if available, story, Dean, Hutch for me. Uh, and I'd play Verahino. Yeah, I mean, you know, Mendes Lang wasn't. It's not his position, is it? No, he's, not, he's, not, he, he's not played. He's not played bad up there. He's not. He's not had a bad game. But do you think know. he'll have more of an impact off the bench? I mean, yeah, he's a, he's a good mate. He's a good player to bring on off the bench, isn't he? You know, he's he's quick. He's got turn of pace and all that jazz. He's strong. Um, you know. Someone to bring on when they've got tired legs, but I mean, if if Hunt and Johnson weren't playing so well, he'd be playing out there. But you can't drop either one of them at the moment, can you? So no, definitely not. Cheers, Liam. Uh, I'll come to the other Liam as well then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go on, uh, what what team are you putting out then against uh, against Bolton at the weekend? Are you sticking with the team that that beat AFC Wimbledon, or are you making some changes? Uh, I definitely take our eye off her. I, don't, I think he's looked very uncomfortable since he's come back from injury. He's uh, not the same player. If Storr is available, then I would play him. And I, I, again, I would drop Mendes Lang. Um, he's not a striker for me. He, he just goes out wide too often where Johnson and Hunt have been very effective and they have been... We've been good in the second half of the season because of them two being out wide. It, it, he, uh, with Mendes Lang going out wide, it leaves Gregory isolated up top. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you, you, it does the the away form concern you a little bit. I mean, we've played nineteen games away, only six wins out of those nineteen, seven draws and six defeats, um, twenty three goals and twenty six goals conceded. Like I said, that that puts us eleventh actually uh, in terms of points scored away from home. D- does it concern you that four of our six games are now away from home? I mean, we've got. Bolton at the weekend, then we've got MK Dons the weekend after, then we've got Wickham after that, and then Fleetwood in that rearranged fixture in midweek. I mean, three of those teams you'd like to think would would come and try and play football. Well, I know Wickham don't come and try and play football, but the the three of the better better teams, let's say, you know, they're not like um, the teams that we've come up against that are just going to play for a point. But yeah, d- does that away form concern you in that running? Uh, yeah, I've come on here and said before, the away form has always been a concern, given how we've been playing. Uh, and as you say, four of our final six games are away from home. But we should need to replicate that from our home form. And given how we've been playing, we should be confident. What, what do you think the problem is away from home then? Why, why are we so, I don't want to say poor, but you know, in comparison to us home form, why, why does the away form differ? I don't know. To be honest, is a short million dollar there. question there, isn't it? You know, yeah. <laughs> I just it, think it, we, is uh... it is it like you know coming up? You know, some of the grounds we go to, you know, the small pitches, quite intimidating. Do we do we get that kind of you know? Is is it a bit of complacency? What how, how do you feel, or is it just we just get you know don't turn up on the on the day? What's I think on most cases that we we just uh, try and be more conservative and try and um, play on the counter attack and. Teams usually uh, don't tend to come at us uh, often, and we always tend to sit deep. 
Yeah, cheers, cheers for that, uh, Liam. Peter, you've got your hand up, mate. I'll, uh, I'll come to you then. I, the, the away form is just Jekyll and Hyde, isn't it? We went to Wigan and we played like Brazil. We went to Gillingham and we played like Dog and Duck. Andorra. Yeah. Dreadful. Absolutely dreadful. And, can you can you put your can you put your hand on it as to as to why I me? Mean, I'm looking uh, looking now. I the, can't. the last I the really la- can't. Just looking at the last I, I, uh, games away from home. Gillingham nil nil. Uh, we got beat by Lincoln three uh, one. Mm. Before that, it were two wins against um, Doncaster and Burton. Um, then we're going back to like December. You look with, at with Oxford, you look at Shrewsbury, the, and Sunderland. Look at the look at the first half against Doncaster. God, how bad was that? <laughs> that was awful. To be fair. That, I think that was the worst forty-five minutes of football all season. But we did have, we did have Camberry, and Sow up top. But then he changed it at half time. For, for me, uh, I, I, I think sto- stories story has to play, or somebody somebody has to play instead of Iofa. I'd even risk Brennan. I, I really would because I think really? Iofa looks. A, yeah, Iofa looks a fish out of water in that attacking right right right, right defensive role. He's just not. He's not comfortable going forward. Is he's more of a? I think he's more comfy in a back. In a in a in a, in a four across the back. Uh, I, I can't see how a, I can't see how he can play Mendes Lang in front of Berahino or Patterson. To be honest, I wouldn't know to pick up top in this side of Gregory. I think you know I like Berahino. I, I like I, I agree with everything that everybody says. Patterson will run through a brick wall for you, and he does all the horrible shit house stuff that that nobody the dark arts and all that. So does he get a shirt for that at this time of year? There's an argument to say yes, he, he should. Um, you can't change the middle three. At, you can't sorry the middle five. You can't change any of them. Um, and and Gregory has to start. Peacock has to pick up. Farrell has to start. Um, Harley Dean has to start. Hutchinson will start this week because Gibson's not available for me. Peter, <laughs> how how close is that side to the the best side that we can put out? If if everyone's available, well, including well, injuries, well, I think I think if Windass were fit, he'd be automatic alongside Gregory, uh, and then the the forgotten man again is Liam Palmer. And you uh, think Liam then, Palmer would be would be in the no, side? I wouldn't. I, I not not in Jack Hunt's current form. I, I you couldn't pick him, could you? So you're you so, so basically we're pretty much putting out our best eleven bar Josh Windass uh, and Gibson. Okay. Cheers for that, uh, Peter. No Cheers for that, Peter. Yeah, uh, ben, I've just brought you up, mate. How are you? You all right? Ben, are you there, mate? Sorry, pal. I'm fast sleeping here. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Boring, <laughs> you know, are we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate. Yeah, so, Bol- Bolton, and yeah, this away form that's uh, not as good as his own form. Yeah, it's tactics, mate, isn't it? It's, we go away from home. I mean, we played Plymouth away, start at season, we went there to play football and we just were playing this tippy-tappy, slow bollocks, rolling out from back and they pushed his eye up top and we couldn't handle it and they battered us. We're terrible. We've done that a few times at these small grounds where we go in there trying to play football and teams don't let you do it. And these small pitchers, they'll sit back, they'll counter on you, they'll get stuck in, they'll keep it tight and we just don't know how to play against it. But a big pitcher, Illsby, can't get away with it. Look at Cambridge, battered him, scored six past them. Got to Gillingham, we can't handle it. Mate. We're just tippy tappy, too slow. We're to go now. These last what is it, six games, whatever it is. Yeah, six games. Go at teams 
Do you know what? If you go into teams that are parking bus and what have you, make it difficult. Bang balls in box, get crosses in. I don't want to see this tippy-tappy slow bollocks up back, mate. Get balls in box, get Gregor on ending them. No Mendes lying up top as well. Get Barry Hino up here. If them two lads were awesome against Cambridge, won 6-0, it's got a bloody heart trick and they've not played together since. So, I mean, he's trying to show on Mendes lying in it. Let's be right. We were playing well before he got injured. And now Hunt's playing well. You've got Johnson playing well. There's no space from that wing. He's trying to show, show him in. So, for me, he's got to drop Mendes line, get him on bench, and go with Gregory and uh, Berry in up top, mate, and just get at teams. And do you know what? If you have to go long, go long. Get balls in box. Let's just win games, mate. Yeah, they I get mean, pretty football there. I mean, you, you, you look at Bolton, they do like to play football. When you look at their you know possession stats and what have you, it's, I think it's like the second or third uh, best in terms of average in the league so far this season. So, you know, I, I don't think there's any um, any concern around coming and, and you know, and going and parking the bus at the weekend. We do play better against them sides. I think I made the point at the yep. weekend, and you know, saying that, like you just said there, you know, we've got a big pitch. I, I don't know for certain, but I'm guessing Bolton's pitch is is fairly big. It's certainly not going to be yeah, a, a small yeah. pokey one, is it? You know what I mean? You know. Um, Said, I think know. urgency more than all. I just want to see some urgency. Like I said, when we went to Gillingham, we saw tepid and slow. Just, that first half was just awful. It was so boring. Let's go be a wee urgency. Let's want to win that game and put pressure on other teams. Because at the end of the day, if we win all our games, mate, we're guaranteed playoffs minimum. Well, yeah, you know, well, yeah, I doubt. Yeah, it's, it's in our hands, isn't it? You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you you look at the. I think it's mental that you you look at the form that we've got. I mean, we've we've played. How many games is that? We had four wins and a defeat, three wins and a defeat, a win, two draws, and two another two wins. You look at that form there, and that's well, it's it's like more than promotion form. Um, you know, it's like like automatic promotion form, championship winning even. And and you look yeah. at it, and we're still sitting, you know, we're still sitting in in fifth place. I think it's just um, it's just frustrating that all the other teams around us are winning. I mean, Rotherham are probably the the out. You know the out of form side at the moment. I know Oxford have uh, have slipped up as well, but it's almost like you know no team wants to uh, no you know no team wants to give it up. And it's probably going to take a, a stupendous amount of points in it to uh, to get in the playoffs. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think Titan will bottle it. To be honest with you, mate, it's uh, I'm not saying because it's Robin, but honestly, I think looking at them how they've been, yeah, I think they're going to bottle me. I think MK Dons might have sneaked it our second spot, but. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I was looking. Yeah. I was looking at the the form as well. When you when you look at, um, I think MK Dons are on a stupendous 17, 17 game unbeaten run at at the moment. You, you know, uh, Wigan, Sunderland, and Wickham are all unbeaten in seven. Uh, sorry, fourteen unbeaten, three three on the bounce for for MK. I mean, we're unbeaten in five as well. Three three wins and two defeats. How, how confident are you when we come up against Bolton this weekend that we're going to turn them over? I'm not, mate. I'm not confident because I, I, there's just a doubt about Darren Moore for me. As I say, you're just thinking, you're backing out, he's going to change the team around. He's not going to play at right players. He's going to play this rolling out front back again. And I, I just want to say, play like we did against Cambridge, okay? Teams aren't going to let you play like that every game. But you know what? If they sit back and they don't let you play like that, bang balls in the box, urgency. I just want to say, go out there, mate, to try and win. Go out teams, and that's all I want, mate. And I, I just don't know if we'll do it, as I say. Gillingham game, you can look at so many games this season away when you're thinking, oh, we're going to win this game and you turn up and we just play crap, mate. So I just want urgency. I know I keep saying and going on about it, but 
let's go to, let's just want to win. Let's go and try and get goals. Any day, if we lose, let's lose, you know, trying to win game. And I said, Lincoln and all, I mean, how poor were Lincoln away? I mean, I don't think they've had a game since, have we, Lincoln? That another three points we should have had and we lost, so... Yeah, I mean, one, yeah. one thing I've been just uh, just looking at then while I've been, while I've been talking is, the wins that we've had away from home, we, we beat Rotherham and Wigan earlier on in the season. All those that have come after that are, are, are against Accrington, Crew, Burton, and Doncaster. So it's it's kind of almost you know we we keep saying how you know we we prefer to play the teams that are you know the better teams, but other than Rotherham and Wigan earlier on in the season, we've not beaten any of those uh, those those better teams yet, really. Um, this season, so it, that is a, that is strange, but you know it's um, hopefully we can turn that around this weekend. Uh, ben, massive thanks for uh, for, co- for coming on. I think we're going to uh, wrap it up there. Um, massive thanks to everyone who's contributed on this uh, on this show this evening. We do uh, do really appreciate it. Um, you know, make sure that uh, if you, this is your first time listening, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Obviously, we've got the uh, the debate show uh, that went out this morning, which you, if you've not listened to, that you can do, where we spoke to uh, Daryl, a uh, Bolton fan, uh, ahead of um, the game this weekend against Bolton Wanderers. Uh, we've also obviously be, be able to listen to us on Monday, um, reviewing the game, hopefully talking about another three points that we've won and uh, you know one step closer to the playoffs. Uh, and don't forget to check out Patreon as well. Um, Ian mentioned it earlier, patreon.com forward slash WTID pod, where you can, um, you can sign up there, get access to all the interviews that we've done with all the former players and just... Uh, support the chat uh, support the, the podcast as well so uh, yeah we do really appreciate it. thank you very much and uh, yeah we'll see you all uh, next week away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.